And, um, and well, you wouldn't like it anyway. It's a horrible <laughs> record. I'll tell you what. Uh, I did that record, mm -hmm. and I think we could have had a hit on it, but then the monkeys came out with right. it, which it was a politi political thing going on, and they were really hot at the time. And then I heard She by the Monkeys, and I liked it. I like Mickey Dolan's voice, and a lot mm -hmm. of people think, what? You like the monkeys? You must be crazy. Like, I'm a Believer is a mm -hmm. very believable record. I mm -hmm. think he was really sincere. I don't think he's a very too sincere guy, maybe, because mm -hmm. I know him. I used to know him. I haven't <laughs> seen him in years, and I don't like judging people or saying things. Yeah. But I think that Mickey... Uh, was sincere in that right. I mean, I'm a believer. He's got some great feel in his mm -hmm. voice there. Mm -hmm. And when he did She, I think he did it better than I did. Mm. Uh, you know, when I cover people like, I did Under My Thumb, and I covered right, that, and, exactly. I'm, and I'm breathing <laughs> in there like Mick Jagger, yeah, and I say, why did I do that? And I want to erase it. And, oh, it's just embarrassing, you know. But, you know, you do embarrassing things, and if you can admit them and laugh at them, because the world's a stage anyway, like uh, Elvis right. said in his great song. Mm-hmm. That song is such a killer song if you listen yeah. to it. World's I a stage and we all the way you talk to you know. Brian Hyland and and Elvis Presley are the greatest talkers on record I've ever heard. Mm. Brian did a song called Five Hundred Miles from Home. And he talks in that record. Mm. Some people can talk great yeah, on speaking records. of Brian, didn't he co write Sister Isabel? Yes. Which I I love. That's a great record. Th that that's one of those songs that again you know I keep thinking why wasn't that a hit? It's one of the best records. Well, it was out of its time. Yeah. Plus, it's like it was about priests and nuns in those days. You don't talk about that. Yeah. Because God I, needs you did, more than did, I do. Did, I mean, did he come uh, up with that theme? No, I don't think so. You came up with. I mean, you came up with the theme of does he need you more than I? I believe I did because I think he's Catholic and I don't know if he liked it or not, but he just wow. slummed over. That it. is such a line though. That's a powerful line. Yeah. yeah. And, and I love the the. Um, Oohs in the middle. That's that's like my favorite part of the song. Uh -huh. Ooh. Right, right. I and got the another one I'm cutting now. I'm going to use a hundred voices. A hundred. I'm going to use a hundred and one. Because a hundred has already been used on that that song. We are the world, or something. No, ten. Ten cc. Oh right. Am I in love with Is you? Is the hundred all going all going to be you? Yeah, probably. Maybe a. Uh, Maybe Petty and Jeff will do it with me. I don't know <laughs> if I can get them. They're always so busy. Um, now, in in the early '70s, um, it's it's it seems like your your career started to slow down. I mean, you had that that live album, um, which the England one, which is a, a really strong album. And I know that you were always doing well in England, but in 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 America, it seemed like there wasn't much response to "Cry Baby Cry" and "Tell Her No." Mm -mm. So I understand that after a while you just decided I'm not going to release records in America. I'm going to yeah. concentrate on Europe. And I didn't even really concentrate much on Europe. I was concentrating mainly on producing. I had Smith, a group called Smith. G Gail McCormick? Gail. I saw Gail a while ago. And, uh, so you forgave her for uh, running out with the advance money when you were supposed to? Oh, she never did that. She didn't do that? Did, didn't no. the group go home to their parents with the advance money? No, well that, but that wasn't my money. That was Dunhill's oh. money. That was a real mess. I mean, that was psychedelic heaven, you know, I mean, in those days. Groups yeah, right. have a hit and they would do it for a week and then they wouldn't do it anymore. You know, it's like insanity. <laughs> yeah, right. And then 10 years later, God, why well, I wish I, if I only had one hit, man. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I saw it all, but I said, you guys are crazy. They called me once on the road and they said, well, we're tired. We're tired. I said, you're tired of what? Making money? You were broke, flat? You couldn't <laughs> wait you got hits? I said, I'd get you hit records. They had a top ten album and a, and a number three single. Baby, it's you was number three. And they said, well, it's not hit to do your hits. So we're not going to do our hits no more. Uh, 
they only had baby two plus they had that type of album. So, you know, and then they went into Zeroville, you know. Now, this is something I'm, I'm curious about. Um, this probably wouldn't mean anything to anyone but me, but I read that you heard Do Ya in, in the early 70s and that you loved it, and that's how you hooked up with Jeff Lynne. What I'm curious about is, do you know if you heard the Moves version of Do Ya or ELO's? Because they're very different. ELO's the one with all the strings and all the production. The Moves the one with just the raw guitars. Well, I don't know what draw draw me to, drew me to Jeff. I think it was Dan Burgoyce again. Ooh. Dan, I says there's a fella named Jeff Lynn, and he's coming to the club or he's been at the club or something. Dan wasn't with me, but I called him. He said, oh, yeah, he's with the Move. I think Dan was working for United Records. What is it? United Artists. Yeah, which bought Liberty, right? Yeah. And Jeff, I think, was going to be on that label. It was on that label. So you must have heard the Moves version then, mm -hmm. which is interesting because the Moves version is such a loud, um, raucous, raw song. It's a lot less polished than I've the I've heard them both. Version. Mainly I've heard ELO's version. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, in, it's interesting because, you know, now it is the in thing to record with Jeff Lynne. He's like mm -hmm. one, of, one of the hottest producers. And it's interesting how you're not jumping on the Jeff Lynne bandwagon. You're actually his first outside production. Mm -hmm. Um, between about 1976, when he stopped having records on um, Island, and 79, when he started recording with Tom Petty, um, what were you doing in, in between then? So bring up. What, what, when? In between like 76 and yeah. 79? I was gone, man. I was in another mm -hmm. world. Because you didn't have any records out during now, that booze time. took over totally, and I was in my room, soundproof room with no windows. And I would sit there and just play Waylon Jennings' MacArthur's Park all night for eight hours sometimes with a candle, like I like candles, and a jug of whiskey or whatever I had, you know, just drink all the time. Was there somebody who came along to help pull you out, pull you up, pull you out of drinking? Everybody tried to. They always tried to stop a, a drinker. 